This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. All right. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us, mindful listeners. I am Dr. Holly Lucille. Welcome. And guess what we're going to be talking about today? I love this topic. Yes, I'm a doctor, but yes, I'm also a musician and music has influenced my life. I'm sure as yours in so many different ways, shapes and forms, we're going to find clarity and calmness through mindful music. Well, you might ask what the heck is mindful music? Well, it's a perfect segment to have on mindful medicine. So let's bring on our guest. Murray Hittery is a multidisciplinary artist and tech pioneer. His purpose-driven approach is at the heart of Murray's business success. Pushing boundaries and guided by a strong desire to help people find their purpose, Murray is now focused on his provocative musical experience, Mind Travel. Touring it across the globe while also crafting his next project, No Dream Left Behind. Wow, wow, wow. Can't wait to talk to this gentleman. Murray, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Sounds very exciting, all of the work you're doing. So let's just jump in and tell me. Yeah. This is mindful medicine, but what is mindful music? So I really think about music as medicine. Um, I believe that the, you know, that music is the language for feelings, for emotions, and we can truly use music, um, certain kinds of music, of course, to really connect more deeply with ourselves uh, and to use it as a container to express whatever's happening with us emotionally, uh, and and really kind of get that out of us. So all of that uh, tension, anxiety, uh, stress is not repressed and held up within our bodies and within our minds. So really to get it out of us. And there's no better language to do that uh, or experience to do that, in my opinion, than music. Yeah, I would, I would tend to agree with you. So how can music improve <laughs> our clarity, though, and help us to relax? You know, I've gone through periods of time where... I would call myself a music um, anorexic, uh, meaning I would I, I was uh-huh. in such a state that it was too provocative for me, and so I would actually have mm-hmm. to abstain from music. And it's just been this weird thing that I've stumbled upon. But talk to me about music and its ability to help us get clearer and help yeah. us to relax. Absolutely. So, you know, I think that music can certainly, like you're saying, be confronting uh, because, again, it is kind of putting us into that highly emotional state and tapping in to our emotional state. Um, I've used music as a composer and as a pianist since um, I was very young. I started playing when I was six years old. I knew wow. I wanted to be a composer when I was in high school because I felt like I had my own thing to say with music as opposed to only playing the classics or you know music from other composers. And then in university, that's where I studied to be a classical composer. Um, and that whole uh, world of Western classical music started to fuse with my parallel passion for Eastern philosophy, Eastern ideas, meditation, mindfulness, and those two worlds came together. And I would sit at my piano and I would just improvise and play as a, almost like a musical ritual, as a way to just get whatever was what I was dealing with in my mind from that day, um, just get it out of me and just kind of process it. Um, and so I sit for half an hour, for an hour, whatever it might be. And by the end of it, I was just feeling so much better. I was feeling much clearer. Um, I was able to make decisions better. And so over the years, that evolved. And, you know, I really look at music as a regular temporal ritual. 
Uh, and in today's society, we have so few rituals, right, as people have become, say, more secularized or don't have um, a connection with where they might have found ritual before, which might be in a religious setting. Now they're moving to big cities, things are more secularized. So where are we turning to for that kind of ritual? Because, you know, we know that if we want to be in physical shape, right, we go to the gym, we, no one's going to no one's going to say you go to the gym once and you'll be in shape the rest of your life. You go to the gym, <laughs> say two, three times a week, right? Or you go for you know um, uh, walking, or you have some regular maintenance or ritual for being in physical shape. But what about our mental shape? What about our minds? They have to equally be exercised in that way and maintained in that way. Uh, and using a, a beautiful ritual like music, uh, whether it's going live to an event like the kinds that I do with Mind Travel, um, or it's listening to something in your car, a recording, going for a walk, going into nature, right? These are all very powerful ways to use music as ritual to really open up um, our minds and reduce stress, get ourselves shifted right from that sympathetic to the parasympathetic nervous system, and music's a very powerful way to do that. Um, the live events that, that I create bring together several ingredients that really help to create that clarity and that emotional release. And they are, of course, the music, but also many of the experiences I do are out in nature, um, from Central Park to Santa Monica Beach, you know, just beautiful physical locations. Sure. And nature and nature is just has been proven to just be such a benefit to calming um, our, our bodies, our minds. Um, very, very healthy. And of course, the final ingredient to the live events is the togetherness, the community of coming together in a group. Um, we've even seen um, research that shows that the brain um, of the participants in the audience with music actually coheres, there's a coherence of the brainwaves, meaning they're actually vibrating, they're actually uh, emitting the same frequency as each other by just listening together. I love it. Okay, so I had this very specific question then. Does it matter what kind of music? And I want to I want to tell you the, the impetus behind my question, because I had the, the um, uh, lovely opportunity to see Barry Manilow at the LA, uh, at the, um, mm -hmm. Hollywood bowl this summer. And right. he was just so generous and so funny and so talented, but, uh, part of his, his wit and humor was around music these days and that it lacks melodies yeah. and that, you know, he's famous for making melodies <laughs> and, you know, right. jingles and commercials and like melodies. And he's like, where's the melody? Where's the melody and right. the music these days? Right. So does it matter what kind of music? You know, music is such a subjective art, right? Um, yeah. But it's an art that 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 is nonetheless universal. And so, um, you know, I think the world over, and I've taken, you know, my experience, of course, the world over to dozens and dozens of countries and cities. And, um, you know, I've been in front of so many, so many, you know, thousands and thousands of people, and the reaction is all the same. So I, I have personally experienced this commonality of the human experience. And so the question is, what can we use to kind of tap into that, um, that human story that we each have? And I think that some music might lend itself to being more entertaining and, you know, about escaping and distracting um, and kind of entertaining us. Um, I, I don't view myself in that, in that category um, because I think that this is really about how do we use music to really 
shift our perception of time and kind of get lost in that kind of flow state in that zone where there's a tremendous amount of opportunity for um, for us to really either heal stuff or to um, create something new in our lives. So, you know, I think different music has different purposes, just like there's different, you know, kind of tools in your toolbox. You wouldn't use, you know, every tool interchangeably. So you might use different, you know, tools in different ways. I kind of think like mu- of music kind of like food in a way where, you know, uh, you go, you sit down for a meal and there's certain things that you would eat you know, as a as a main entree, and certain things you'd have for dessert. Um, and so, there's sure. certain music I listen to that might be dessert, and there's certain things like mind travel I'll certainly have as my main nourishing meal. Yeah, no, I love it. And maybe we could also think about it as like I I teach about biodiversity a lot, as far as like you know, the more diverse our gut bacteria is, I think it's related in the research with better health outcomes. And so, the yeah. way that we can get there best is to have a diversified diet. <laughs> and so that, I, I think I think we're true. on the same page there. Yeah. Um, so Murray, talk to me, yeah. what is Mind Travel and why did you start it? Yeah, so, you know, I was, I was uh, creating this music. I was playing as this kind of personal practice of mine um, at home all the time, and I found it to be so beneficial. Um, and in particular, um, not just through the daily stressors of life, you know, in terms of, you know, a tough day at work or, you know, a, a bad commute or a conversation with a family or friend. You know, these are things that kind of are daily, um, daily things that we all go through that can cause us some stress, anxiety, um, you know, et cetera. And so I was using it for that. But then about 12 years ago, I went through probably the most tragic, difficult time in my life where um, uh, my sister, my younger sister, died tragically and suddenly in an accident, and I was with her. Um, we were actually traveling overseas, and there was a just a sudden, uh, completely unexpected accident. Uh, it was completely devastating. Uh, she was killed instantly, and I had to not only, you know, uh, deal with the grief of my, you know, little sister, who was one of my favorite people in the world, uh, who I loved so dearly, um, not only her death and the grief around that, but also the trauma around what I saw, what I experienced, and what I had to deal with. Um, so it was a real jumbled mess of, you know, PTSD, trauma, and grief. And, it, you know, I really had to figure out how to unwind that, how to um, just really have the motivation to just get up every day and to just move forward with my life. And it was quite challenging there was a lot of, you know, depression around it. There was a lot of, um, you know, just all kinds of issues around that, um, that grief, of course, um, throws you into. And none of us choose grief. It, it just, you know, it happens. And then it's a question of how do, how do we react to that and how do we move through it um, and not avoiding it and not repressing it and not, you know, distracting ourselves from the difficulty of it. And I found that music, again, was able to express what I had absolutely no words for. And, um, and that's, you know, that's really the power of music as a multidimensional language, right? Wow. It's, uh, you talked about those melodies, right? It's when we, when we start taking melodies and adding them together and it creates this rich texture, it, it somehow can convey um, emotions, pain, suffering, um, feelings that we just, we can't even find the words for if we tried. Uh, and that's certainly what I was going through, and it's what many people go through um, in their own way and with their own experiences. And over time, uh, the music really transformed um, that pain into 
something co- totally different where I was able to reconnect with my love for her and move forward in my life and in many ways thrive through that experience because I made the choice to actually shift my entire life to moving to my music full time and going out there and and creating this experience called mind travel, which is what I did at home by myself. I didn't have a name to it, just what I did as my own personal practice to gain clarity and to just balance life um, and to explore different you know levels of consciousness, almost like a musical meditation. Uh, mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, I'm going to share this with people because I see the benefit of it for you know what it did for me, and if it can help one other person, I want to go out there and do this. And so mm-hmm. I just put it out there. And and so today, I've, you know, I've, I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of live events and all around the world um, and, you know, have taken over 100,000 people through this experience uh, called Mind Travel. Wow. Well, you know, first of all, I am so sorry about your sister. And I guess, you know, it goes back Thank to you. the old, I think, Chinese proverb as far as when there's crisis, there is opportunity. And you've definitely turned that horrible, tragic crisis into an opportunity for you to share what you had already discovered for yourself, but also to share it for so many people that I'm sure, um, take benefit. And then, so, um, what's in store for the future of mind travel? And then tell me about no dream left behind. Yeah. So I, you know, I, am really, uh, my, I, I aspire to transport people and create these expansive experiences. Um, and so we do different kinds of mind travel formats. Um, and uh, some of them are outside, like uh, I was saying, in Central Park or in Santa Monica Beach, where we actually put all the participants in wireless headphones, and I play live um, at an electric piano directly into the headphones so that it's a very deeply internal and immersive experience. Um, And those have been just phenomenal, so we'll continue to expand those. Um, We also created these silent hike and silent walk experiences, um, mm. it's, it's so beneficial to go walking in nature or through a park. And so um, we all put those headphones on. I curate the music specifically to these locations, all original compositions um, and recordings of mine. And then I actually guide the experience, almost like a guided walking meditation, um, really connecting people deeply with the external landscape and their internal landscape and really creating that deep connection with themselves and with each other. Um, and so, and then now in the, as we go into um, the fall and the winter, we'll be going into theaters. So here in LA, we have, um, you know, a big uh, event at the El Rey Theater um, coming up. And so there's just a lot of uh, different formats and venues and ways that we express uh, the mind travel experience. Um, the No Dream Left Behind project is a book that I'm currently writing and, you know, a series of uh, talks where it's about, you know, looking at kind of what I've done in my life and and always taking it from the frame of if I were to look back at my life at, you know, 100 years old or, you know, whatever old I'll be, um, looking back on my life and I look at back and I say, were there dreams, were there goals, were there aspirations that I wanted to achieve that I that I was fearful or didn't have the guts to go for? And I want to be able to lead a life where there's no dreams left behind on that kind of battlefield of life, so to speak, um, mm. kind of like no man left behind that idea. So, um, so that's, you know, I do my best to lead my life that way. 
um, and I've done it through um, two completely different careers, one in uh, as an entrepreneur in technology, uh, building several companies, and then shifting my life complete 180 to the music world and putting this out there and now having toured the world and bring it to so many people. So a lot of people ask me, well, how you know, can I pursue my dreams in that deeper way um, or shift from one area of life to another? Um, and, and it's all possible. And it's um, so it's about explaining, kind of deconstructing what I've done and giving uh, really a roadmap uh, and a blueprint to others to be able to do it in their lives. And then my belief is that if we're all pursuing our passions, leading a life with more purpose, uh, that ripples out to our friends, our families, our communities. Um, we're more engaged, we're more fulfilled, we're bringing more joy in our lives, and that all ripples out to create you know, healthier, more positive communities, cities, uh, countries, and, and hopefully a better world. Yeah, well, uh, once again, this amazing work. Um, you're going to be at the El Rey Theater, I see, November 2nd, just uh, this Saturday. That's great, right down the street from where I live. So are you located in, in New York or, or in, in, in Los Angeles? Yeah, I'm, I'm in L.A. Uh, mainly. I'm from New York, and I kind of go, I still go back and forth a bunch, but I'm, I'm mainly in Los Angeles. That's awesome. So when are you projecting No Dream Left Behind will be out? Um, I'm, I'm hoping for this uh, coming spring 2020. That's great. Well, so first of all, I, I want to thank you for your time and being on the show and, um, and, and telling people about this. Um, we can find, you can find out more about Mind Travel uh, at mindtravel.com, more about Murray at murrayhittery.com. That's M-U-R-R-A-Y-H-I-D-A-R-Y. And then Facebook, of course, dot com forward slash mind travel music. Uh, you know, I think in this day and age where we do have so much healing to do. And, you know, when, when you were telling the story about your sister, I, I know that probably would have been a time for me of my sort of musical anorexia and abstinence because it would be too provocative. But I think that you've right. done this work to contain it in a way where it can almost be the opposite, where we can get through deeper depths of, of healing and grief and those things that, as you said, we don't choose, it just happens. And I think we need so much more of that in this world. There's so much going on that is just tragic, even coming down to the way that we speak to one another these days, um, uh, yes. whether it be screens up or in person. And so yep. Yep. also hearing about, you know, you, you know, going from being such an entrepreneur to saying, you know what? I have this passion. I'm going to do it full time. I think so many people are always thinking about that, knowing that they have this hobby, knowing that they have something that they're so passionate about, but they're, you know, punching in nine to five and getting the paycheck and the 401k. And so kudos to that too. And so maybe I'll see you on the second. I really hope so. Please, please come. And I'd love to share the experience with you. And you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, we, we, um, we all have uh, incredible ways to express ourselves. And as human beings, it's you know, we're here to express ourselves creatively, and sometimes it's not necessarily through our day-to-day -day jobs, um, and that's okay. Uh, we can have other ways of expressing ourselves, whether in our parenting, whether as friends, whether as musicians, as painters, whatever it might be. It's about expressing all the facets of what make us such beautiful and complicated human beings. Yeah, well, Marie, thank you so much for the fearless work you've done with yourself on yourself and then of course your ability to share it with the world makes a huge difference um all right mindful listeners keep that mind open and think about things like this when it is coming to um just the healing we all need uh and we'll see you next time thanks again